This is Amida Switlow. I'm the I work for QSO VSO for Western Canada and the Western United States. And today is the thirtieth of September and I'm sitting with Dr. Cyril Belshaw and I've heard your name from a few people. And I then looked into um, the history of our, our organization, and I see that you played a critical role. So let's go back, Dr. Belshaw, to 1960. What were you doing? Well, 1960, you know, I'm very bad on dates, first okay. of all. Okay, all right. And uh, you must understand that I make a lot of mis mistakes when I'm recalling the past. Oh, that's not <laughs> no problem. So you're going to have to check everything with the record. I will. Now, well, you were a professor at UBC at that time? Yes, I was a uh, professor of anthropology. Wow. But it was uh, more than that. Um, the United Nations had established a, an office on the campus of, of UBC. It was called um, the United Nations Center for... Technical Assistance Board. Te no, no? Center for... Um, Oh, how stupid. Um, we'll get to it. The Regional Training Center? Regional for Training Nations Center for Fellows. United Nations Fellows. And that's Darlene. No, that's well, the book. I know, but Darlene's <laughs> with us, and uh, she's, uh, she's helping us, and she's got this book open, so we're, we're going to, if you forget, she'll Good. remember. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Good, excellent. We're a team. Yeah. So, uh, I was, uh, I, I um, inherited the directorship of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Peace Corps had been established. Already, okay. Uh, and so we were thinking in the, in the office and uh, possibly elsewhere in the university. And in fact, the vice president of the university was very keen to establish some kind of Canadian response. Uh, we didn't particularly like what was happening in, with uh, the Peace Corps uh, because it was too political. Uh -huh. uh, we wanted something, if possible, that was uh, non-political yes. and uh, reflected the student resources of the universities. Okay. So that, that was there, that, uh, that idea was floating around. Now, we decided in the office to do something about it. It was um, partly prompted by the interest of Keith. Uh, no, um, uh, Michael. No. Uh, you mean Keith Spicer? Keith Spicer. Yes, in Toronto. Yes, because uh, he was very passionate mm. about his experiences in India right. and he wanted that to be replicated everywhere. Yes. Um, so we, we, knew, we had some kind of knowledge about that. I'm not sure how, we, uh, how it happened, but we did. And um, uh, decided to go to, to get going. Now, I had in the office a wonderful um, uh, executive assistant called Arthur Sager. Oh, okay. Now, Arthur 
had been the secretary of the um, alumni association. And when he was heard that I was looking for uh, an executive assistant, he very kindly offered. He came in and nothing would have happened without him. So we must record his name. Yes, Arthur Sager. I don't, I've lost touch with him. I don't okay. know where he is now. All right. Eventually he got a job as resident representative in Ghana, UN resident representative in Ghana when the center folded. And um, he knew his way about Vancouver because being with the Alumni Association, which is a very responsible position, yes, uh, he knew all the bigwigs. The who's who's. The who's who. The who's who of the city. Yes. So we had to, to do anything about it, we had to get funding. Um, we got, we, 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 I, I can't remember how we publicized the fact that we were interested in volunteers. We had connections through uh, mailing lists and all sorts of things with countries overseas. Mm -hmm. And we knew that uh, many of them were looking for aid. And they made specific mention of particular jobs that they would like uh, assistance with. So uh, we uh, got in touch with the AMS, the student body, and somehow or other publicized the venture. Yes. And people started coming forward. Not very many. I heard the Vancouver Sun played a role in that. My, I, I'm quite sure it probably yes. did. Uh -huh. Yes. Quite sure it probably so did. So people started coming forward and saying they wanted to volunteer. Well, what we did, I think I'm right in saying this, what we did was that we had, speci we had specific posts that uh, seemed to us to be all right for this purpose. Okay. Uh, one was in Borneo, I remember, and I can't remember exactly where the others were yeah. <laughs> so long ago. Um, and we and and we mentioned these in the in the publicity, so uh. that people came with an idea. I remember a, 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 a couple of um, education uh, students yes. who had just got their degrees, and uh, the, I, I think they were the ones that went to Borneo. And I remember them coming in quite clearly. Many of the others I don't remember now. Um, now, we felt that uh, it, we, we would pay, of course, the transportation. All right. Uh, health insurance. Okay. And we thought that the health insurance was very important. Very. Um, and communicated the existence of these volunteers yeah. to the authorities in the receiving country yeah. um, and we made it very clear to both to the volunteers and the people in the receiving country that they were to work at local uh, wages yes. 
uh, and be supervised by a responsible person and work with that person um, uh, and uh, they were as soon as we got the funding they were ready to go. That's very astute because I would say Darlene sitting here, Darlene you've just come back from Uganda yeah. and you know that same model yes. still exists so Absolutely. it's the airfare, yes. the medical, yeah. the in-country partner yeah. being right. paid at local wages. Right, That's so right. the model That's uh, right. has stood that, the test of time. Where, I'm pretty sure that was where the model came from. Beautiful. Because um, Spicer at the time wanted people just to go. Oh. You know, he had this. He wanted his own experience mm -hmm. to be replicated, uh, mm. and his experience—I know very little about it—but as I understood it, it was he was in a village. Period. Yes. He was in a village. He was with the people. He was not not an anthropologist, but he was—he gave himself to the people in the community. Yes. To do whatever. 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 Oh, not, nothing specific. There was no, as far as I know, there was no uh, organized financial support for him or anything like that. Ah, okay. Not at all. So, uh, anyway, that was the model that he had in mind. And um, I, I suppose before Cuso got really thought of as a, as a practical proposition, uh, we must, must have sent four or five, that's all. Okay. Um, but it was something. Yes. And we knocked on doors and we said, look, we've got these uh, people ready to go and this is the way it's going to work and so forth and so on. And Art Sager would uh, introduce me and we would both be there and, and l look in the face of a CEO and he said, he would say, what a crazy what idea. <laughs> 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 Professor of Anthropology, where did you go? <laughs> so but, uh, but it came through. Some it people gave through. you some money. Oh, they did. They gave us all, all the money we wanted. Wow. Um, not w one company or others, but I, I, you know, I've got together. a vision of sitting down in a high-ranking office without Sager and myself yeah. fiddling our fingers and so forth and this guy behind the desk and being very skeptical and then <laughs> coming and saying, it's supporting young people, we really should do that, you know. That sort of <laughs> so you were one of the early doing the pitches out in the public, yeah, out, in, out in the corporate, in the corporate, corporate partnerships. <laughs> I mean, to go, for, to go for the government for that sort of thing would be, would be at that stage, it would yes. be hopeless. So anyway, that, uh, that worked. And then um, I should mention that one of the major supporters of what we were doing was the, um, I can't remember whether it was called deputy president or vice, or, uh, vice president. Yes. How silly. But his name was Jeffrey Andrew. Jeffrey Andrew, okay. He ought to be in there. All I right. don't know whether he is. We'll look it up. Yeah. So... I, I can't remember the mechanics, but the people at the University of Toronto and we guys at UBC mm -hmm. uh, urged on by Keith Spicer um, decided that it would be a good idea to form this thing that we were going to call Canadian University Service Overseas. 
By the way, the British had already got into something like this very strongly. VSO, right? Uh, yes. Okay. And, and um, so there, there was a there was a general movement throughout the world, and there were models, uh, and we had our own ideas. So a meeting was called. Was it in Ottawa or Toronto? It was in. Um, I think it was in Toronto. Not in I Ottawa. It was in another university. Well, well it must have been Toronto. I yes. Think. I think. It was somewhere in Ontario. Let's yeah. say Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, Jeff Andrew, it, it, it was, I think it must have been done at the administrative level of the universities. Right, okay. Um, so it came to Jeff Andrew and he, he picked it up and ran with it. And he and I went out there to um, join the, the group. It, the, the representatives must have been from more than just Toronto and UBC. It was all the universities. Yes. It was, it, a big, it was a big meeting in Montreal. Yes. It was, it was a, in Montreal? In Montreal, was it? Okay. Fantastic. All Thanks I remember is, uh, uh, I can have a little vision of it. And so we threshed it out. And, and quite a meeting it was, I hear. You know, I can't remember the details, but we were determined from UBC's point of view that those principles would stay. And we, we felt that it was very important that the organization, whatever it was, would be responsible for the students who went away. Uh, it, was all, it would be all very well just to send students without any backing, but there had to be that backing. Otherwise, uh, not only would the universities have been threatened, but it would not have been ethical. So uh, I, I, that, 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 I think, was not a sticking point, not, not as far as I remember it, um, but it was a different philosophy from Keith Spices at the beginning. But he, he, he went for it, and it, you know, it was that or nothing, and it made sense. So. That was the uh, really the story of uh, the start uh, 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 of the start, as far as I remember it. Now, I'll just for the record from the book, which yes. has been researched very well by Ian Smiley's book. Yes, um, he says that you seconded the motion to start QSO. I so. probably, if he says so, then I did. But then I don't did. remember. <laughs> but, the, but the journey. Somebody is, had to. Yeah, I think you did. If I didn't, somebody else would. So. Well, thank you for seconding it. Because <laughs> I have to say, twelve. Who who, who, who uh, moved the motion? I can't remember, but it definitely we looked in the it book. Might have been uh, Keith himself, or it might have been. It might not have been him. No. I think, and there was a young lady that stood up and. When you all were discussing and arguing a little bit, yeah. she came, stood up and talked about who's going to support her in terms of the medical if something went yes. wrong. Yes. And yes. then you all agreed. Then it all became crystal clear. Yes. And then the motion was pa passed. So that's what we Very see good. in the record. I so get, is the, is the, um, I've got the book somewhere. Uh -huh. um, that is the original book. Yes. This is not a new one, is it? No, it isn't no. the new one. No, it's it Ian Smiley's book. Yes. It's called yeah, I've got The it. Land of Lost Content. Mm. We can leave you this copy. 
so that you can enjoy That's it. That's not the one I'm thinking of. You're thinking of the original book. For That's the, what I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, we will oh. be happy to lend you this copy oh, or give you a copy. Oh, that would be very interesting. You're referred to in that book. And very so we, we move along and um, CUSO starts. Yes. And then, then you're not so closely involved, no. but then you become involved again. And it has something to do with, is it Thailand? Mm-hmm. You yeah. come back in and you're somewhere in Thailand. Yes, Let I'm me right. read what it says about you in Thailand. <laughs> so that you remember. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, okay. In 1965, he was in Thailand working with the United Nations Technical Assistance Board in Bangkok. Yeah. Seeing British and American volunteers at work and aware of the country's manpower gaps, he wrote to Ottawa, suggesting that CUSO investigate program possibilities. So, oh. it, apparently you were very uh, uh, important in getting that entire Thailand refugee projects going. And... Uh, Completely forgotten. You've forgotten that, <laughs> but you know what? We want to thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I've got all my archives in this other room, not all of them. Yes. And I am slowly going through them. Are you? Photograph by photograph, piece of paper by piece of paper, and putting them onto my hard drive. Oh, as my, a, as my. As a matter of preservation. Okay. And then part of the object of that is to uh, put a good deal of it onto my web page. Okay. So that it's available. All right. So if All you these things I've forgotten. Okay. So if you bump into anything to do with QSO, um, It'll, it's let me very know. unlikely within the next two years. Well, when you can. <laughs> when you but, can. Uh, but yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So um, it's uh, it's you know it's an honor to sit with somebody that had the vision to think about partnerships and support for the students. I wanted to know about your me about your uh, history as an anthropologist. Can you tell me what was your focus as an anthropologist when you worked well, in that um, field? I, I was began as an economist. Oh, all right. And I wanted to have a degree combined in economics and anthropology because of my experience as a colonial civil servant in the Solomon Islands. You were in the Solomon Islands? That's right. That was oh. my beginning. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, I wasn't able to. So I just did anthropology because I had no anthropology. And my interest was in economic development, so-called. international aid, all on the basis of culture and social structure and social organization. And uh, that was uh, that was what I was pushing. Mm -hmm. And I'd, my field work was in New Guinea. Um, in Papua New Guinea? Papua New Guinea, yeah. Okay. And Fiji. Uh, and that was, that. They were my main Fiji, <coughs> excuse me, fieldwork times very early on, right. and then I moved more into international organisation uh, and scholarly um, links abroad, um, 
and that got me involved with the International Social Science Council, the International Union for um, Anthropological and Ethnological Studies, and the, um, what else, uh, um, UNESCO, and so on. Oh, wow. And um, that took me all over. And then I, then I uh, became editor of, an, of the main journal called Current Anthropology. And uh, that gave me a very large travel grant. So the journal had a very, very unusual application um, with a determined presence in countries outside of North America and Europe. So we had a lot of contact with the Soviet Union, we had a lot of contact with Africa and Asia and so forth. And the travel grant was to enable me to visit anthropologists in all those different places. So uh, that kept me going. So that, that is the sort of uh, background. Okay, so can I trouble you since um, you mentioned Papua New Guinea? And uh, we're going to, we're building our 50th website and we're going to spend a little bit of extra time on Papua New Guinea. Oh. And I wondered, what year were you uh, an anthropologist in Papua New Guinea? Do you remember? Uh, 1952 to 3. My Blink. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't born yet. So, <laughs> Papua New Guinea, 1952-53. This was one of the first studies of urban anthropology. Um, I was studying a very large community on the outskirts of the capital, Port Moresby. And curiously, uh, I've put some of my photographs online, not very many, but some, because, you know, they're very badly distorted. Yes. Uh, and all of a sudden, I got emails from people in the community who at my time didn't even have cameras. Oh. oh, so we'll continue on in a moment. Yes. Thank you.